Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Hey, 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 what's going on, fam? What's going on with you? Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Goldberg. Man, let's have ourselves a show, why don't we? And let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much, so much for all you continue to do and be in our lives. We thank you for this word that we are about to receive like a great spiritual meal that we're about to sit down and just (laughs) gobble up. (laughs) And so we thank you, God, for this time of sharing. We thank you for this time of revelation. We declare every ear is anointed to hear and every heart is open to receive. We declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper, but that the will of God will go forth during this time. We bind every demonic uh, force and spirit that would try to hinder the plan of God. I pray, God, that revelation flows out of my mouth like rivers of living water and that the only things that will come out of my mouth are the things that you would have your people to say. Thank you, honor you, and praise you for everything that you continue to be in our lives and through our lives and to the lives of other people. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, what it do, fam? Now, your boy's dealing with a little... Uh, physical challenge in the throat today, but it's all good. We can't let nothing stop the word experience train. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. Glad you guys are with me. Hope you're having a great day or evening or morning or afternoon whenever you're listening to this podcast. I'm just always so grateful. You know, that's kind of what the theme of the show is going to be today, being thankful. And I'm just grateful to all of you who are listening. The word experience nation is growing uh, we're, we're rolling up on 400 downloads. We're getting close to that. And, uh, you know, the word talks about not fretting uh, the day of small beginnings. And I know thousands of people are downloading, you know, various podcasts and podcast businesses exploding. But I am really grateful for uh, the the 380-something downloads that I've had for this podcast. And I know things, I, I know we have to dream big, but we also have to start small. And uh, we let God give the increase in everything that we do. So I'm grateful to you guys. Thank you. Continue listening. Continue letting people know. uh, Continue spreading the word uh, about the Word Experience podcast. And let people know when you listen, you're going to hear something that's going to impact your life. And you're going to hear something that's going to change your life. Not because of me, but because of the word that God gives me to give to you guys. All right? All right? All right? All right. Um, we are, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, I don't know, you might be listening to this five years from now and it's July. But right now, uh, as I'm recording this, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. And I was going to do something that was not, you know, thankful and thank thankfulness, because I'm sure a lot of people will be preaching that on Sunday. And some churches will be having a Thanksgiving service on Thursday. And, you know, Thanksgiving and being thankful is just kind of like, okay, well, that's the obvious choice, right? So I'm trying to dig in and come up with something a little different. And I was in my time of prayer and God said, no, 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 just go ahead and do the thankful thing. And and uh, let that be what that is. So uh, today's uh, show is called Being Thankful. Being Thankful. All right. Now, it's an interesting thing about the word Thanksgiving uh, and thanks. 
Uh, in the Old Testament, it has one meaning, and in the New Testament, it has a different meaning. In the Old Testament, when we see the word thanksgiving, it's uh, almost synonymous with praise. Uh, it is actually a, a form of praise, uh, two Hebrew words. One is yoda. I, I may be mispronouncing it so my, my Hebrew scholars can email me and correct me. <laughs> one is yoda, and one is uh, yada, and one is toda. Right. And both of them are uh, connected to some type of activity with the hands. And so thanksgiving in the Old Testament is a form of praise. But in the New Testament, thanksgiving is connected to gratitude, to be grateful, to have gratitude. And, and someone would say, well, you know, I can use my gratitude as praise. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Um, but for me. When we talk about Thanksgiving in the Old Testament, that seems to move towards worship. And Thanksgiving in the New Testament really is a heart of gratitude, a heart of gratitude. And, you know, worship and gratitude can, you know, intersect in the same street. But I think they have, you know, very definitive meanings. So let's look at Thanksgiving from the Old Testament or Thanksgiving is praise. And we're going to look at a few scriptures uh, we're going to start with Psalm 69, verse 30. Psalm 69, verse 30. And uh, let's look at Thanksgiving as praise. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. So we see right at the beginning of the verse, what he's talking about is praise. And then he moves to thanksgiving or praise, again, a different form of praise, right? I will magnify him with thanksgiving or I will magnify him with praise. So I will praise him with a song and I will magnify him with praise, praise with magnification. Now, I like to, I didn't look up this word magnify, but I like to look at magnify from uh, the perspective of the magnifying glass. Right. When you put the magnifying glass over something, no matter what the size of the thing is, the magnifying glass makes it seem larger than what it actually is. Right. So oftentimes when we find ourselves in certain situations, instead of making God larger than the situation in our mind, we oftentimes make the situation just be real. We make the situation larger than God. And we magnify the situation instead of magnifying our God. And so our goal in this time is in our time of praise, in our time of Old Testament thanksgiving, we want to uh, uh, make God bigger with our praise. And, and when we come to him with thanksgiving, we magnify him, right? He says, and we'll magnify him with thanksgiving or magnify him with praise. Make him bigger than your situation. Make him bigger than your circumstance in your mind. It's like having, that's good, Lord. It's like having a mental magnifying glass. And when you put the mental magnifying glass on your, on your God, it makes your God bigger than what you're dealing with. But if you put that magnifying glass on your situation, it makes that situation seem bigger than it actually is. And the reality is God is bigger than your situation. 
God is bigger than our circumstances, right? But we have to shift that glass over to him so we can remind ourselves how big God is and how much bigger he is than what we're dealing with. And some of us are dealing with some big stuff, okay? And I don't want to minimize what you're dealing with. But whatever you're dealing with, God is a whole lot bigger than that, you know? Um, he can take care of it. Um, I'm reminded I was watching a man of God on YouTube and he was talking about when God was talking to Moses and, and Moses said, well, who shall I say sent me? And God said, tell them I am sent you. I am that I am. And, and, and he was breaking it down where I am that. And that is sort of like he called it a spiritual blank check. I am that I am. So if you're short on resources, I am resources. I am. If you if you need recovery of, of sick out of sickness in your body, I am that healing. I am. Right? If you need wisdom because you don't know what to do, he says, I am that wisdom. I am. Right? And so, uh, you know, we want to put the mental or the spiritual magnifying glass on God with our praise. See, see, praise magnifies God and makes him, it doesn't make God bigger. It just makes God bigger to us, right? And, and when we do that now, that's, that's, that's praise. <laughs> All right, let's look at another scripture. We're going to stay in Psalms. We just got three scriptures in Psalms. Uh, Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalms 100, verse 4. This is a very familiar passage of scripture. If you've spent any number of years in church, uh, oftentimes Psalms 100, especially during musicals, uh, this is the scripture that they would use before musicals and anniversaries and choir stuff and things of this nature. So Psalms 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Again, a form of praise. We can call it this. That's good, Lord. I like that. We can call it grateful praise. You know, we talked a minute ago about uh, combining uh, gratitude with praise. Here it is. Grateful praise. Grateful praise. Grateful praise. Oh, God, how, how wonderful you are. Oh, God, how thankful that you are so great in my life. Oh, God, I'm so thankful that you give me peace. Oh, God, thank you for allowing me to sleep at night. Oh, God, you are the God that is higher than any circumstance in my life. Grateful praise that we let our gratitude lead us to praise. That's good. I like that. We'll go with that. I think I'm going to apply that tomorrow. Maybe tonight. <laughs> enter into his gates with grateful praise, right? My phrase. And enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. All right. Let's look at Psalms 95, verse 2. Psalms 95, verse 2. And we're just going to move through this. This will be something you can, you know, meditate on. Thanksgiving. You know, I would be honored if some of you guys would maybe listen to it on Thanksgiving Day, share it with your family, sit around, and, you know, you're going to be eating and watching football, and then the itis is going to kick in, you're going to fall asleep. You're not going to be listening to a podcast, but it's all good. <laughs> 
All right, Psalm 95, verse 2. Psalms 95, verse 2 says, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Now, for those of you who may not know, the word psalms is a another word for song, right? These are all poems that were turned into songs, right, or lyrics to songs. So he says, let us come before his presence with, here we go, thankful praise. Let us come before his presence with thankful praise. Let us shout joyful, joyfully to him with psalms. How, 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 how welcoming would a person be if, if someone else came to that person with thankful praise and not with attitude, not with anger, not with frustration. And listen, the way life goes sometimes and the things that we're believing God for in our lives can sometimes cause frustration because we're not sure what God is doing. Okay, now some of you great, great, amazing super saints, maybe you've never had a bout of frustration with God, and that's great. And I, I'm thankful that you have that testimony. I don't. <laughs> there have been times I've been frustrated with God. I didn't know what he was doing. It's not that I don't love him. It's not that I don't trust him. It's just I don't know what you're doing. And this doesn't seem to fit my uh, idea of the path that we're supposed to be on, right? But this now helps us alter, and we're going to get to this a little later in the New Testament scriptures, the, the thanksgiving, the thankful, the, the, the thankful praise, right? The grateful praise kind of shifts our heart a little bit, even when we're frustrated, that we can come before the presence of God with thankful praise. And, you know, because of the blood of Jesus and because of our, our relationship with God through Jesus Christ, God is going to receive us by faith. But how cool is it to come, with him, come to him with a certain attitude that allows him to kind of embrace us and, and we embrace him spiritually and, and, and uh, we, get, we start the conversation or we start the relationship on the right foot. Right? We're going to get to this thing about prayer and how to approach God uh, in a few scriptures. So let us come before his presence with, we'll use our phrase here, grateful praise. I'm doing a thing with my finger. I don't know. It's weird. Let us come before his presence with grateful praise and let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. See, grateful praise puts us in a place of joy, right? Joy, man, joy, not necessarily a happiness because that's an emotional thing, but joy is a deep-rooted spiritual thing based on what we know. I know he's going to get me through this. I know he's going to bring me out. I know he's going to heal my body. I know he's going to give me wisdom. I know he's going to save my child. I know he's going to fix my marriage. I know, I know, I know, and because of what I know, right, that brings me joy. Joy brings me strength and it allows me to shout and bring a certain amount, a certain song to my to the Lord from my heart. And it all starts with thanksgiving. It all starts with grateful praise. Amen. All right. So that's thanksgiving as praise. Let's look now at thanksgiving as gratitude. I only got, what, three scriptures, four scriptures? Yeah, this is going to be, we're going to roll right through this. This is great. This is great, great, great. Of course, you know. The Holy Spirit will put me on a rabbit trail, and I'll be talking for another 45 minutes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, Thanksgiving is gratitude. 
Now, this is new. These are New Testament scriptures. We talked about that word Thanksgiving now translates uh, gratitude. I think it's the same Greek word that we get Eucharist. Uh, in the Catholic Church, I believe they use something called, they talk about something called the Eucharist. And I think the word is Eucharisteo, uh, which is the Greek word for thanksgiving. Gratitude. We're giving gratitude. We're offering God, offering God our gratitude. So Ephesians 5, verse 20. We're going to start there. Ephesians 5, verse 20. And Ephesians 5 and 20 says, Giving thanks always. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, on the surface, and I'll get a little deeper into this uh, as we get to some other scriptures. Um, but this, this scripture and the one that I'm about to read after this seems like they, they contradict themselves. But they don't. I was looking up Ephesians 5 and 20, and, and when he talks about, in the commentary, he talks about giving thanks always for all things. It doesn't necessarily mean giving thanks to God for bad things, right? God, I thank you that I got sick. That's not what he's talking about. God, I thank you I didn't pass that test. God, I thank you that they fired me, <laughs> you know. Now, can those negative circumstances create a godly outcome? Yes. So what do we want to thank God for? We want to thank God for the outcome, right? God, I thank you for what came out of me being sick because they found something else in my body and we were able to take care of that. So I thank you that you used that avenue to get me to this other place. I thank you for the result. I thank you that... That, that even though they fired me, I thank you for the motivation of that situation that moved me to go ahead and start that business you've been telling me to start. You know what I mean? So we don't, we don't want to, I mean, it's a, it's a fine hair that we're slicing here, but it really is about, and there's another aspect to this that I'll get to here in a minute, but it really is about, for me, thanking God for what came out of the circumstance as opposed to thanking God for the circumstance. Y'all feel me on that? I want to thank God for the results more than I want to thank him for the, the negative situation. God, I thank you that I was homeless because if I had never been homeless, I'd have never known, you know. I thank you for coming through for me, Father, when I was homeless. See what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a non-churchy deep uh, perspective on this because you know we get this we get this mentality in church and 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 we say stuff or we've said stuff in times past and I'm sure even now that uh, the heart is in the right place but the but the but the but the thing is off target a little bit it's just my just this just my opinion you can take it or leave it but I would rather thank God for the result of the situation than thank God for the situation. I think some people try to be a little too spiritually deep with this thing. I thank the Lord that he got me fired. Wait, wait a minute now. I get it. But did something come out of it? Or did you just stay on employment and then you got fired because you was coming to work late every day and weren't doing your job? And, you know, you know what I mean? I think we want to 
get a little get a little more closer to the target, the gratitude target. Get a little closer to the target. God, I thank you that even in this situation, you took it and you turned it around for my good. That that for me is gratitude hitting the target. Right. Giving thanks always for all things to God, the father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the other aspect of thanking him for all things for me means no matter if it's a big thing, a medium thing or a small thing, we give God gratitude for all things. You know, the the older saints when I was growing up just all, used to talk about, I thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. And come on, y'all, my Baptist people, y'all know where we're going. Clothed in my right mind. Right. <laughs> Right. Waking me up would seem to be a small thing unless you don't wake up. Right. And you had all these plans for tomorrow and you didn't wake up. So waking you up is a small is a small thing in a certain situation. But they, let, let there be gratitude for that, too. Right. Just as much gratitude for a promotion that you get. Right. You finally got that supervisor position. Oh, yeah. You're going to dance about that. Right. And that's cool. And you should dance. But what I believe Paul is saying here is whether it's a promotion or whether it's getting up in the morning and anything in between have gratitude. And I think I think having a heart of gratitude for all of the things, large, medium and small, just really puts us in a good posture, uh, not only where God is concerned, but how we deal with our day. You know, I'm up very, very early in the morning to go to the gym because my work day starts early in the morning. And so as soon as I get up, I roll out of bed, I read my, my scripture verse for the morning. And at some point, you know, as I'm putting on my sweats and stuff, I say, God, thank you for the wake up. And I also say thank you for the night, the good night's sleep. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who can't sleep or they have trouble sleeping. Your boy here can sleep like a rock and it don't matter. It could be a hurricane going on. I'm out. Right. And I thank God for that. And so, God, I thank you for the waking up. I thank you for the sleep. I thank you for the rest. Right. When I drive to any destination, when I get to that destination, I say, Father, thank you for getting me here safe and sound. Now, am I saying you have to do that or you're not saved? Of course not. But I'm saying that heart of gratitude, that heart of thankfulness, right, really kind of, I don't know, it just puts you in a mindset of gratitude for everything and, and things seem to not bother you as much because you're just in this place of gratitude. Will there, will, will there still be days where you're frustrated? Sure. Will there still be days when you're confused or things don't work out the way you thought they would? Of course they will. But having that, 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 that regular maintenance, nah, that's good, Lord, regular gratitude maintenance, right? We use gratitude as maintenance to maintain our heart, keep it in the right place, keep all of those impurities out of our heart because we're constantly in a, in a frame, a mind frame of gratitude gratitude for all things to God the Father in the name of Jesus, the, our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so now let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And actually, um, one of my favorite groups of all time, the Winans, it was actually a couple of the Winans brothers uh, did this song back in the 80s, and it was based on this scripture and everything. Well, let's read it. <laughs> <laughs> getting ahead of myself. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 
And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks, right? And that song, the, 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 the hook of the song was, In everything give thanks to the Lord, for it's the will of God in Christ Jesus. I, I just, just love the whiners, man, they, especially Marvin and the group. And they would just sing songs that came out of the Word. It, it was just fantastic. Um, got me through my 20s. <laughs> all right. So in Ephesians, Paul says, give thanks for all, for all things, for all things. Here he says, in everything, give thanks. Right. So now we can say in whatever situation I'm in, I can find a way to offer gratitude to God in everything. In everything, for all things, right? In the middle of situations that are kind of frustrating, well, at least because we, we know, we know, we know it could be worse than it is. I was talking about this with a friend of mine last night. It can, it can sure, it can always be better, but it can always be worse. And our gratitude now kicks in to remind us that it could be worse. And so we thank God that it's not worse. Now we can kind of point to the negative thing. I got hit by a car, but thank God I didn't get killed. Right? Uh, uh, um, they transferred me to another department, and I don't really like these people, but at least I still got a job. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get the promotion, but they didn't fire me because they laid off 25 people in my department. You know what I'm saying? So we can find areas and things to be grateful to God for. Right. Um, um, and that kind of puts us in a place of Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm thinking about that phrase that we've heard oftentimes in church. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And this is what we're talking about. I'm not where I used to be. And God, I'm thankful to you that I'm not where I used to be. I still got a ways to go. I still got some areas you got to work with me on Jesus. OK, <laughs> but I'm not where I used to be. Okay, and that's the mindset that in everything, give thanks. And, and he puts a kind of a God stamp on it because now he says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, check this out in the Amplified translation. Well, you know, well, let me park here for a minute before we go to the Amplified. This is really important, fam. This is one of those spiritual things that doesn't seem very spiritual until you begin to apply it to your life and it can really shift your heart to come from a place of thanksgiving as opposed to coming from a place of cynicism or pessimism or any type of negative attitude. You know yourself, you don't like those people with them negative attitudes coming at you. I've worked with people that had negative coming in the door complaining. Coming in the door grumpy. It's like, dude, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. What do you have to be grumpy about every morning? Nobody likes to be around those types of people. So watch this. Don't you be one. Don't be that person. Set your mind to be a person of gratitude for whatever situation you find yourself in. and For whatever God has done and is doing in your life. 
And if you can't find a big thing, bring it down to the small thing. We talked about that a minute ago. Just waking up in the morning, just having food to eat, having a place to sleep. Hey, maybe you're sleeping on the floor, but you got a roof over your head. Maybe you don't have a roof over your head. Maybe you're, in a, uh, you're homeless in a tent, but you got a tent. Find those places to be grateful for, to express gratitude to God and watch it shift your heart. And watch it shift your attitude. I know, I know there, there are these spectacular supernatural things that, that often get the attention that's usually what's being preached about. But we need more of this stuff preached, right? We need more preaching on thankfulness. We need more preaching on gratitude. We need more preaching on grateful praise, because it softens the heart of a person. And, 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 and the world needs people with softer hearts. We just need to have softer hearts. The hearts of the people are so hard, man. And the mindsets of people are so hard. That so uh, compassion seems to be just, you know, draining away from our society. So where is it going to come from? It's got to come from the people of God. We've got to get softer hearts, fam. And one of the simplest ways to get a softer heart is approach each day, approach each situation with a heart and a mindset of thankfulness and gratitude. Amen. Man, I was ready to move on and the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 no. Stay right here. I guess that's why. We need softer hearts in our world. So let's endeavor to be the soft-hearted people. Let's be the soft-hearted people. That doesn't mean let people walk over you. Soft doesn't mean weak. Soft means pliable, right? Like Play-Doh, right? Um, we want to be pliable in God's hand so the heart of compassion now can, can be expressed into the lives of the people that God brings in our pathway. Just a smile, you know, I, I have a friend of mine, and uh, she lives in New York, and she keeps her car in a carport near me. So she's asked me to kind of look after the car and, you know, drive it around and take care of it, things of this nature. So she was coming to town, and so I went one early morning to go get the car, make sure everything was good. It was early in the morning. It was still dark. And there's a car that's usually parked next to my friend's car. And I've, I've only met the lady who owns that car once. So here it is, early in the morning, it's dark outside. I come to the carport, and I see her engine running. And it's a lady. So what I did was I walked on the opposite side of where she was. Because if I walked alongside her to get to the car, I know I would have scared her. Right? So I go on the opposite side. And when I go on the opposite side, she sees me and she said, ooh, I thought I was going to have to pull something out on you. <laughs> and we had a laugh about it because I, I still scared her a little bit because she wasn't used to having people in the carport that early in the morning. She said, I'm usually the only person in here this early in the morning. I said, I know. That's why I came around on the other side. And we laughed about it, right? But, but, but if I had not had a soft heart, if my heart was hard towards people and I didn't care about whether that lady saw me or not, that could have turned into a whole nother thing. 
She could have screamed. She had a window down. She could have swung at me. Anything. And if I had a hard heart, I'd have said something back to her. She would have been speaking out of fear. I would have been speaking out of a hard heart. And who knows what would have jumped off. Right? But because of the soft-heartedness, and I'm not pumping myself up or putting myself on a pedestal. This is just God being working, God working through me over the years to see her to be, you know, flexible enough to go, oh, you know what? Let me, it's a lady. I don't want her to be scared. So I'm going to go around the other way. That's what we need more of. And I need to get, I can continue to get better at that. Right. We get locked in. We get focused on our day. You know, we got our goals. We got our agenda. We got our list. We got our errands. We got to run and we just locked in. But, you know, we need some softer hearts and and not just around the Christmas season. Right. And actually, in some places, it can be even worse during the Christmas season. But we want to have soft hearts, fam, wherever we go. We want to be that light. And one of the ways we can get there is having a heart of gratitude. Amen. All right. Let me read the Amplified Translation of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, Thanks, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. Because here's the thing. No matter the circumstance, there is always something to be thankful for. It's always something to be thankful for. And yeah, I know we want God to move. And yes, I know we want to be in our season. I know we want to get to our wealthy place. I know we want to get to our land of Canaan, whatever that is for you. And you're not there yet and it's frustrating. But you know what? You're still on the road. And if you keep walking and you keep trusting him and you keep thanking him, the journey is going to be a lot more enjoyable. And then when you get there, oh my goodness, the party is going on and is right here. You know what I mean? So let's let's work on that. Let's work on that. All right. Uh, how many do I have left? I got two scriptures left. All right. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And it's really like the last part of verse 15. But I'll read the whole thing. It says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, here we go, and be thankful. And be thankful. The Amplified version of be thankful says, And be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. See, now he connects praise with thanksgiving here. Be appreciative. God, I appreciate. And even, even you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say, he says be thankful here. And he doesn't necessarily mean, he doesn't necessarily say or mean be thankful to God. So here we may be able to expand our thankfulness to people. Be appreciative of people. Giving praise to God always. Be appreciative. Thank you. Somebody lets you in line. Thank you. Somebody does something for you. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody put some gas in your car because you gave them a ride. Don't say, no, 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 I can't take that. I don't. No, thank you because you know you need that $20 in that gas tank. Stop it. Right? Appreciate. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And sometimes, and this was my issue years ago, um, and I still have to be, it's kind of like muscle memory now, but I still have to be aware of it. People would do something for me 
and I would appreciate it, but I would never say I appreciate it. You know, I might say thank you, you know, but I never, rarely would I say I appreciate it. And as God began to soften my heart, uh, it made it easier for me to share what was in my heart to other people. And these were usually friends and family members who I knew they knew I appreciated them. But you know what? It's just good to hear it. And you know what? It's also good to say it, to be appreciated. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And it doesn't have to be for big stuff. I've, I've offered my appreciation to people who've done big stuff for me. I've offered my appreciation to people who's done small stuff for me. Somebody hold the door for me. We got a lock on our door at work going into our break room. And somebody holds the door. Oh, man, thanks. I appreciate that. This is what soft-hearted people do. They show appreciation to God and they show appreciation to people. Right. We have a vertical relationship. That's us and God. And we have a horizontal relationship. That's us and people. Right. We did those podcasts a while back. Love uh, from the top down and love from side to side. Love from the top down is our love for God and God's love for us. Love from side to side is our love for people. Right. So gratitude then also should be from the from the from the bottom up us to God and from side to side us to people. All right. So be appreciative. Be thankful. Giving God praise always. All right. Last scripture, Philippians chapter four, verse six. I alluded to this scripture earlier. Philippians chapter four, verse six. And he says here in verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Right now, what this is now, it's the heart posture for prayer by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Right. It's the posture. It's the flavor of our prayer that thanksgiving is the flavor we should add to our prayer. Right. Years ago, I was in college and and uh, one of my roommates bought a pot roast, and he was excited. It was a good cut of meat, and he was excited about this meat, and he was going to make this pot roast. And he took it, and he just put it in a pan and put it in the oven. And I'm watching him, right? Now, he was not uh, uh, African-American. <laughs> he was of a lighter persuasion. <laughs> and he was a young guy. He was a young kid, about 18, 19 years old. So, um, so I'm watching him. Now, I grew up with... You know, seasoned salt, pepper, cayenne pepper, regular salt, Lowry's, you know, all kinds of things that you put in the meat, right? Before you, and you, you know, mash it and marinate it. We got Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce and all kinds of stuff that we put in the meat before it got put in there. Well, we didn't, I didn't put it in there. My parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, right? And they, they seasoned the meat before they put it in the oven. Right? And this dude just threw it in the oven. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, man, you're not you're not gonna put no seasoning on that at all. And he was like, What? Right? So here we go. We go to God in prayer and we just pray. Oh, great, gracious heavenly father, we just thank you for another day. We just thank you for another and just these words that come out of our mouths with no seasoning. No seasoning on the prayer. And here is one of your main seasonings here that Paul is laying out in Philippians 4 and 6. Pray with 
thanksgiving. Pray with the seasoning of gratitude. Pray with the seasoning, the flavor of gratitude. Because what happens? Just like with seasoning, it adds flavor. Like seasoning adds flavor to the meat, thanksgiving adds flavor to the prayer. And also, as we talked about earlier, it softens our heart. And so it, so it it brings a certain flavor to the prayer, and it softens our heart to be prepared to hear what God is going to say to us. Softens our heart and adds flavor to the prayer. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, gratitude. Even in a time of frustration, God, I just, I just... I thank you that things are not worse than they could be, and I know they could be worse. And I appreciate it. And I'm not trying to be ungrateful, God. I'm grateful for what you've done for me. I've seen you move in my life over and over and over again. Okay, now you're still frustrated and you want to air your frustrations, and that's cool. But 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 that flavor of Thanksgiving now, again, it softens your heart. And you keep talking about how good God has been to you in a time of prayer, you might not even get to the prayer. <laughs> You start crying. You know what, Lord? I don't even want nothing. I'm good. Right? You're going to take care of this. I'm not even. I'm, I'm good. Right? Because now you, you, your heart is so soft now that all frustration or all worry or all anger or all bitterness, it begins to fade because as we saw in one of those earlier scriptures in Psalms, that, that grateful praise right magnifies god and minimizes the situation see how i tied that to get tied that in together that was sweet right 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 that's revelation <laughs> okay so we want to flavor our prayers with thanksgiving and add an extra special flavor to that thing that softens our heart and adds flavor to the prayer now i have a translation called the phillips translation for philippians 4 and 6 it says, don't worry over anything whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. So nobody's talking about don't be honest and real with God. But you still want to flavor it with thanksgiving, with thankfulness. As angry as you may be, as frustrated as you may be, as depressed as you may be, as bitter as you may be, find a way to find something to be thankful for when you approach the throne of God. You can do it. I know you can do it. You can do it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's a muscle. It's a Thanksgiving muscle. It's a gratitude muscle. Right? Let's continue to work that gratitude muscle so we can have softer hearts. So that the love and the light of God can flow out of us into the lives of people. The weather is bad. Be grateful that it's not worse. There are people who've died in weather. You're just being inconvenienced in the weather, right? 
God, I thank you that even though it's raining like crazy or it's snowing out here or this wind is blowing my hat off and all that, you know what? I'm still here. I thank you, God. And help me get through this so I can get home because these people are crazy with this traffic because they act like it ain't never rained before or this ice and snow is slippery and God, just get me home. Then you get home, it's like, oh, God, thank you for getting me home safe and sound. You are such a good God. I didn't know how I was going to make it. Blah, 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 blah. See, gratefulness, gratitude. Soften your heart. Soften your heart with gratitude. Soften your heart with gratitude. Hey, watch this. Soften your heart with gratitude. You know what you should do? You should soften your heart with gratitude. Right? All right. That's what I got for today. All right, fam. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, if you're, eh, well, just, you know, like I said, we're going into the holiday season as I'm recording this now. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your family. If you're listening to this <laughs> and it's and it's August, still enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your life. Have a soft heart. Use Thanksgiving to soften your heart. Use gratitude to soften your heart. And I'll be grateful to hear you see you next time on the Word Experience Podcast where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.